Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. back you guys we have quite the show tonight and we're going to start off with a little business here mm-hmm. our gold guy with the biden administration taking us into hyperinflation many are turning to gold and precious metals to protect their money and investments our gold guy has some of the best rates and passes the savings on to you plus he sources all of his gold right here in america as this is an america first company Head on over to OurGoldGuy.com, fill out the form, let them know that Carl Cruz sent you, and Ira will help answer any questions you might have about whether investing in gold is right for you. Again, that's OurGoldGuy.com, and let Ira know that Carl Cruz sent you. Oh, yeah. And now we go to our Freedom First Coffee. Yes, start your day off with a literal cup of freedom. Freedom First Coffee, that is. Our coffee is 100% organic and fire-roasted in an antique Victorian-era coffee roaster, bringing out the perfect flavor. Most other coffees are bitter and acidic, but this tastes exactly how you imagine coffee should taste. It tastes like freedom. Use code CARL for 10% off and sign up for auto-ship for even more savings. Go to freedomfirstcoffee.com and order a bag of coffee today. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> we got another crazy show for you. Um, it's actually a very serious show. And let me bring on Brian. Come on, baby. What's up, child? What's up? Yeah, baby. Strap your seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't mean to laugh. This is going to be a very, very serious show. Um, 
once again, we're probably getting a lot of trouble, but oh well, that's what we do. Because <laughs> when you tell the truth, baby, that's just ugly. You know, people don't like it. So this is the topic tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. HIV, polio, the history and truth about vaccines. Oh, yeah. Crazy. This time. is going to be a crazy episode, guys. We're going to yeah. expose a lot of stuff. Um, the history about vaccines yeah. and its connection to all kinds of wickedness, guys. So, like, this isn't just about everybody's going to be talking about, like, the COVID vaccine. Like, this is just the beginning of it. Like, honestly, right. like, there's so much more. And if you if you question any vaccine stuff, if you're an anti-vaxxer or whatever you are, watch the documentary. Watch this. Watch this show because this will give you some information. It will tell you what's true, what's not true, what really is going on. Hopefully, it will at least lead you in the direction. You obviously need to do the research yourself. Yes. We're not saying we know everything. We're just Absolutely giving not. you. We're giving you the information so that you can go on forward with all this other information we're and figure it out. Yeah. Yep, figure it out yourself. Um, yeah, because, you, you uh, have to decide for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of questionable stuff, guys, and we're going to bring up some of that questionable stuff, and uh, hopefully. Shed some light on some things going on. Yep. So, so we're going to uh, start. Uh, jump on my screen, bro. Show my screen. Okay, Let's see okay. what's going on. <laughs> All right. Let's start with this one. Straight out of the gate. Uh, this is a lot. Again, this is about HIV. This is going to go on the history of HIV. But we're just going to mention some things when it starts to COVID. Because researchers warn some COVID-19 vaccines could increase your risk of HIV infection. Now, why would a vaccine increase the risk of HIV infection? It seemed a little bit fishy to me. It seemed a little bit weird. And I was like, okay. And I've been watching all the vaccine stuff and all the news and everything. And I got another one came up. Australia drops promising COVID-19 vaccine after volunteers falsely test positive for HIV. False. And I'm like, how do you falsely test positive for HIV? Do you know how? You don't. You either have HIV or you don't. So right. you're not, it's not, what are they going to be like? Oh, no, you you don't have actually have HIV, you know, don't, don't worry about it. You know, you may come up positive on tests and you may, you know, pass it to loved ones or people that you're sleeping with, but don't worry about it. You don't actually have HIV and they, they don't actually have HIV. Right. Um, and I thought, Hmm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's pretty weird how you're going to falsely come up positive for HIV. And so I thought, what, what, a, what a strange thing. And then there's another Forbes. This, by the way, I'm just pulling up the articles on Forbes. There's a ton of them. You can up for your own in relation to HIV and AIDS. Um, so it's all on Forbes. This is a pretty public, you know, news channel. Uh, this HIV AIDS specialist explains the similarities and differences to COVID-19. Go ahead and read through this article. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, read through all those articles. I mean, like, honestly, like it's, it's all pretty dang interesting. I'll tell you that much. Anyways, it got me thinking and I'm like, Hmm, why is COVID-19 vaccine keep having this relation to HIV? Why do I keep hearing about HIV popping up everywhere? You know, and the more I looked into vaccines, the more I had recently uh well i guess not that recent now but after the vaccine started coming out i started seeing ads on instagram for hiv 
on on my phone and like and i'm like what the heck like because you know how like they'll play ads for things that you search or whatever i wasn't searching this at all and i saw like ads popping up on my instagram and then an ad on my youtube and i'm like thinking i know what's going on on my internet like there i'm not searching this stuff why are these hiv things popping up on my internet this is pretty freaking weird so then i started doing a little bit more research and i started digging quite a bit i went kind of overboard on researching this stuff um so if you guys have seen hiv things let's look this is a good episode to watch it's a now here's the thing i just typed in where did hiv come from now these are all ads here so we can discredit the ads the official statement and if you're looking up on your phone says where did hiv come from uh hiv infection uh in humans can be a type of came from a type of chimpanzee in central africa studies shown hiv blah 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 jump from chimpanzees to humans as far back as 1800s oh really and i thought that's a weird one well wait what website is this by the way oh oh it's the cdc's website wow. how convenient i wonder when the cdc made this website well at the bottom here you can see june 30th 2022 was when it last updated wow uh but because i used to google where did hiv come from when i was searching it and this website's fairly new and in fact i can show you that it's new by clicking on this youtube video here so this is the video they released the same day they dropped this website um so here's the hiv website it came out april 7th 2021 you see that video right there so the hiv video that was released was the day this is when the original website for hiv was created and instantly it replaced the official statement when you would type in where did hiv come from when you would type that into the google search uh it replaced the official statement with this this where did hiv come from is now replaced by the cdc statement you want to know what the original statement was before now you have to type in where did aids come from or where did hiv come from polio and you'll get the official statement we and this is the official statement it's been here for years guys for years this has been always it was only recently that the official statement turned into this okay here's the official statement we hypothesized that the aids pandemic may have originated with contaminated polio vaccine that was administered to the inhabitants the habitats of equatorial africa from 1957 to 1959 uh the mechanism of evolution of hiv from this vaccine remained official statement that's been there for i don't know how long but here you go it's PubMed, guys published medical journal.gov this is an official statement we hypothesize the aids pandemic may have originated with p contaminated polio vaccine well it did more than originate with uh contaminated yeah. polio vaccine yeah. uh turns out it was it was actually created by the polio vaccine uh wow. and you can actually wow. go researching this and it will blow your mind with the information that's here um and there's a documentary you can google it's called the origin of aids documentary it's on it used to be when you type it in it would take you to amazon but guess what happened in the middle of the pandemic oh this video is currently unavailable to watch in your location wow wow wow, wow. it's funny because i was watching this happen in real time because i would tell people yeah you should watch this documentary and in the middle of the pandemic this thing decided to not be available you used to be able to watch it on, on amazon huh. and i'm like thinking huh that's really strange i wonder why I wonder why they took this video down in the middle of the pandemic. Well, thankfully, you can still Google it and somebody put it up on YouTube and you can still watch it. And um, this this video talks about it. And this video. Do you have the audio on? You should turn my audio oh, on. Sorry. sorry. And it's one of the 
and Africa devastated. Yeah, so... In 20 years, mm -hmm. AIDS has become the worst medical catastrophe ever experienced by humankind. Lies. <laughs> Hundred million people kind of in the next 50 years are going to die of HIV disease mm -hmm. prematurely. Now, here's the deal. You should absolutely watch this documentary. It shows footage. It shows it has interviews of people when they were making the polio vaccine. That's what this documentary is about. So this documentary is literally about them making the polio vaccine and the effects that it had when they were making it. And you can just type in where did AIDS come from documentary. You have to type documentary because if you write in or the origin of AIDS, if you don't add documentary to the end, it won't come up. Like, right, I'm, right. let's see. It didn't come up on my phone. Let's see if they changed it. I haven't searched it yet. Oh, no, it comes up now. Cool. All right. So it is there. So um, it used to not come up. That was, that was funny. Um, but so now type in the origin of AIDS. Watch the documentary. It will give you a very clear scenario of what happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically give you the short answer of what happened. So that way you guys know. Um, basically, they took monkey genetics or they took they took the polio vaccine that they engineered, which, by the way, we'll talk about polio here in a minute. Um, they engineered this polio vaccine because supposedly um, polio was a big problem and we needed to create a new vaccine to stop polio from happening. Because polio, you know what polio did? It like paralyzed people, paralyzed children and whatever. And it was a degenerative disease. We'll get into that in a minute. But um, but polio, they needed to make a vaccine for it. So they created the, this vaccine for polio. And they started injecting it into people. Um, in all of the people, uh, but first what they, how they created it is they injected it into monkeys, into chimpanzees, mm. and then they grew the cells in chimpanzees because they saw it. They thought, oh, chimpanzees are 99.99% similar to humans. So sure. Their genetics will be fine. If we take their, we grow it in these monkeys and then we pull it out and then we inject it into humans. Uh, turns out you can be 99.999% similar, but that 0.0001% is not human. And that's a problem with genetics, yes, okay? Absolutely. Because that's that's a big issue. And then they grew those the that they injected into humans, and then your body began to replicate this monkey cell, okay, as the vaccine in it, whatever. And it replicated the monkey cell. And after a certain amount of time, suddenly your body started replicating all these cells and realized, hey, wait a second, we're we're not human. And then your immune system is like attack, and it fights against itself, and then it shuts down, and then you die not from HIV but from other sicknesses that your immune system has just been exposed Manifest. to. Yeah. So here's the deal. I started thinking about like, okay, this is pretty weird, right? This is pretty weird that uh, you can just get this. this. So AIDS is really, or HIV rather, is really monkey cells that are, or non-human cells that are replicating in your body and taking over your body. Well, here's an interesting question. How long can you go undiagnosed from HIV? Well, when a person unknowingly contracts HIV, he or she may live up to 10 or 15 years before ever developing symptoms and finding out that they have the virus. Huh. 10 to 15 years. I thought, that's a long time. I wonder if that correlates with how long it takes to replace the cells in your body. Oh, <laughs> how long does it take to replace the cells in all the cells in your body? Oh, it replaces the, while the human average lifespan cells, the human body is, is, about seven years. It says right here, uh, research has found that the average age of cells in the human body is about seven to 10 years. Huh? Wow. So the human body replaces cells seven to 10 years. Some say, you know, a little bit longer. There's some arguments. And then this one also is 
10 to 15 years. It could be eight to 10. It, it's a little bit different, but you want to know why it takes so long for you to get, find out if you have HIV in some cases, because it takes your body about the same amount of time for it to replace all those cells with the monkey right. cell. That's 99.999% similar. It takes that long before you begin to recognize a symptom because it's going to take that long for that cell to start reproducing, reproducing in your body. And so this is why HIV is basically monkey, non-human cells, um, Nephilim cells, by the way, get in my Nephilim, you know, everything. it makes you non-human. Now I believe that, I believe that HIV personally, when we are going to link this back into biblical understanding here for a second is maybe connected to the precursor of the mark of the beast. And I think that's a little bit weird um to uh not assume i think this is like what their plan was it was to make you not human it was to make you nephilim so that way you would be uneligible and they were testing this out trying to do this to people with this uneligible for what uneligible for what for for uh heaven for the receiving the mark of the beast uneligible as a human uneligible like get your soul out of heaven right trying to make you uneligible and so they were doing this as an experiment with hiv trying to dehumanize the population lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and i've never i've never heard that before yeah and it ended up yeah. killing people okay yeah. and so they were trying to dehumanize us but they ended up just people just were dying from this disease thing which i think is also completely spiritual actually when you come into hiv i think hiv is actually a i think it's a form of you know witchcraft actually to to, to some extent and i think well, it it's al- also it, say what it also it also plays into the whole plan of depopulation which has been going on for a hundred years yeah yeah but yeah they wanted people to be populated they wanted to create fear so that everybody would yeah. use condoms don't you have a slide on that one uh yeah, yeah they wanted do, to create actually. fear and they wanted everybody to use condoms so it would create less people so that way they would um you oh, know God, depopulate God. depopulate the world and get have less people in the Oh, here we go. You know, having children. Yeah, there you yeah. go. 1984, we discovered the AIDS virus. We discovered a way to stop it. Wow, guys. Use condoms. condoms. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, it's just ridiculous because this is really part of the agenda was to, to depopulate society, stop humans from reproducing because that was a sin. I mean, there's a sin. Like, God doesn't like it when you, like, spill your seed, not... <laughs> on the ground there's actually a story about that you should research it so condoms are in, in effect they're like a uh uh basically a evil sin, bag yes it's a sin it's a sin against god really like yeah. the condoms um so the uh 
the whole idea of creating AIDS was literally like a multi-level sin against God form. Okay. It was like, we can get you to use condoms and not have children, depopulate the world, make less humans, sin against God. We can get you to uh, become not human if you get AIDS and try to like get you to die. You know, it's like a precursor to what the mark of the beast will be. And it's to make you a Nephilim. It's the beginnings of making people Nephilim. Um, and so again, let's go into a little bit more detail. Now, this is a video again. I love BitChute. We always have to go to BitChute because guess yeah. why? None of the good stuff they don't want you to know. So this guy's Ryan Cole. He talks about the vaccines and he's going to talk a little bit about its connection to HIV here for a second. Just check this out. Put some audio on. Here we go. Allowed them not to submit the numbers for the absolute risk reduction, the ARR. So it literally takes 120 people to get two shots to decrease symptoms in one, one patient. And so of those 120, how many people are going to end up with autoimmune disease two to three years down the road? How many are going to end up with cancer two to three years down the road or four or five years? We don't know. But here's what I'm seeing in the laboratory already, and this is very, very concerning. Um, when we give these shots, COVID we can vaccine. look at the types of white blood cells in the body. We can look at your T cells, your B cells, the ratios, and, mm -hmm. and you have a broad array of immune cells that work together to fight off viruses, to keep cancers in check. We're already seeing the signals in the laboratory of decreases of certain critically important T cells that you need, your innate immune system. It's, it's your Marines of your body, the first ones in fighting off viruses, fighting off cancers. It's why kids have done phenomenally well and survived this virus at 100% rate statistically this year because they have a, an innate T-cell immune response that has two to three times the activity of an adult T-cell immune response. They have two to three times the enzymes that throw the little hand grenades in the cells and blow up the infected cells compared to adults. And that's why kids have done so wonderfully against this virus. But what we're seeing in the laboratory after people get these shots, we're seeing a very concerning locked in low profile of these important killer T cells that you want in your body. It's almost a, re a reverse HIV. In HIV, mm -hmm. you lose your helper T cells, your CD4 cells. In this virus post-vaccine, what we're seeing is a drop in your killer T cells, your CD8 cells. And what do CD8 cells do? They keep all other viruses in check. What am I seeing in the laboratory? I'm seeing an uptick of herpes family viruses. I'm seeing um, herpes, I'm seeing shingles, I'm seeing mono. I'm seeing a huge uptick in human papillomavirus uh, in the cervical biopsies and the cervical pap smears in women. In addition to that, there's a, a little infectious you know, bump that kids get called molluscum contagiosum. What do you need to keep that in check? You need CD8 uh, killer T cells. I am seeing a 20 times increase in individuals over the age of 50 of this little bump in rat. Okay, so um, there's a this is a great video to watch. Um, I do want to point out uh, association. I didn't bring this one up. I forgot to mention this. Um, you you can see this. This is the association study between herpes zoster uh, reposting and the mRNA COVID vaccine nineteen vaccine. So actually, by getting the vaccine, you can actually just Google COVID nineteen and herpes and like so everything he's saying is actually valid. Herpes simplex uh, following the COVID nineteen vaccine. You can actually read wow. that people were getting herpes, um, zoster and herpes, other other forms of, of whatever, oral herpes zoster infection following COVID-19 vaccine. Um, they were getting other diseases and stuff um, right after getting the COVID-19 vaccine, including like, you know, Bell's palsy and nervous diseases. And I don't know if you 
paid attention to all the neurological diseases that were happening to people, but um, happened to Justin Bieber. He got his half of his face got paralyzed. It's a uh, uh, Randy Humpson or Hunt syndrome. Randy Hunt syndrome, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. a lot of people were getting these diseases, let alone the people that were dying. I mean, we can throw the dying part out the window. Um, but you know, that was, that was just one component of yeah, this. We, but, we can say nothing of all the blood clots showing up. Morticians are finding yes. tons and tons of blood clots. They're coming out. They're trying I mean, to be silenced. These people because yeah. they're showing, they're showing pictures of incredible increase mm -hmm. in blood clots, mm -hmm. uh, the, all kinds of mm -hmm. heart problems. People are dropping dead at 15 years old. I mean, yeah. and we sound like a broken record. I know. I feel I know. like we sound like a broken record talking about the COVID nineteen vaccine. But honestly, yeah. I don't want to. I don't really want to talk about it because there's so no, much no, information no. out there. And if you've already yeah. figured it out, I mean, if yeah. you already recognize, then you recognize. And if you haven't, then I think you're completely blind, possibly. But yeah. I mean, just open your eyes a little bit. <laughs> you got to be like totally like. Show wrong. that one and, video. Show the one video about the truth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, well, here's here's where it gets even more interesting. Actually, we should probably talk a little bit about. Um, man, I'm thinking we should talk about polio a little bit first. Well, we're getting this, there. We're getting there. We're getting. I think we, we can. To, I think we can we go to into cover polio the... first. Oh, because we okay. we can get into we can get into the other stuff here. And so this is an interesting thing. Uh, so here's this. So herpes zoster. Here's the Ramsey Ramsey Hunt syndrome that uh, Justin Bieber got in his face, and basically he quit his thing. Here's a whole thing about it. You can read about Ramsey Hunt syndrome. Uh, but a lot of people got this. Look, look at this, his eye. It's so sad. Um, and he canceled his show. Apparently, he's like uh, retired. He's no longer going to be like performing or something. Um, and so, yeah, he's like given up because of this effect that has happened to him. And a bunch of other celebrities and people have died and gotten weird diseases. Um, there was like no celebrities dying during COVID, though. I don't know if you guys paid attention. There was like hardly any famous celebrities died when COVID right. would happen. But suddenly, when the COVID-19... Vaccine. vaccine came out like all these people started dying but here's what i want to point out okay guillain barre syndrome okay so this is the thing that people are getting a lot of people are getting this nerve degenerative nerve um destroying rare disorder in which your body's immune system attacks your nerves okay your nervous system it's a it's a it decreases your nerve your body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of your nervous system blah blah, blah. okay this this nerve disorder disease actually is very very similar to polio mm. polio is a disrupting uh potentially deadly disease that causes previous that virus spreads to the person to person and can cause in uh can infect a person's spinal cord causing mm. paralysis and can't move part of their body again viruses cause paralysis these are preventable uh it's a nerve destroying disease wow. okay wow. It destroys your nerves. Okay. So you're like thinking, huh? But Ramsey, Ramsey Hunt syndrome and uh, Guillain Barre syndrome actually come from usually from vaccines, by the way. So we know the connection to people getting vaccinated and getting Guillain Barre syndrome. And yet it's very, very similar, if not, you know, identical to what polio is. Now, right. polio, interestingly enough, when polio started, there was a common world vaccine they injected into everybody when polio came out. It was like the, the world's largest. Yeah, look that up. Brings up some polio photos. The uh, uh, when was the mass polio vaccine administered? When was this? Let me see. Okay, 1954. 
Okay, so nineteen fifty four. Through what? Uh, 1954, it just says it. The 60, I mean, it went through 63, 55 to 63. Yeah. But check uh, this out. And, and a little later, because I remember being in school very young and yeah. people were still getting it. Yeah. Vaccine in 1953. Let's see. Uh, 1953, polio vaccine, American medical research, blah, blah, blah. Let's try 1952, was it? Uh, 1950 for vaccine children who'd already been polio recovered. Okay, let me see. We'll just keep going back here. Vaccine campaign. The world, okay, so it was a smallpox. That's what it was. The world's largest, here it is, mass vaccine campaign. The world's mass vaccine uh, campaign, 1948 to 51, Bible Law Research, the World Health Organization. It was the world's largest vaccine against smallpox wow. in history. Happened in 1948 to 1951. Wow. And then when did polio come out, guys? When did polio become a problem? A three years, years later? later? Yes, yes. Three years later, people started getting the disease, the degenerative disorder that disables your nervous system. Okay, why do you think we did a the world's largest mass vaccine campaign ever in history happened like just three years before polio became a problem and we had to create another vaccine for polio wow do you know how insane that is guys it's pretty dang obvious you know you want to know why this nervous disease thing happens to people so the the mass vaccine for smallpox mass vaccine mass vaccine for smallpox 19 what was it 19 50s, I think it was mass vaccine for smallpox. Okay, um, there's a there's a page on this. So this is why I'm telling you, you want to type this in because actually the NIH smallpox. There's there's some research you want to do to research to read about it because it's pretty dang obvious when you start looking back in time. So smallpox created polio essentially. Okay, and then polio was a degenerative nervous disease that we know happens from getting vaccinated and that degenerative nervous disease is what prompted us to create the vaccine for polio, which is what created HIV. I know this sounds insane guys, but look into the history. It will blow your mind how true it is. And here, I'm going to show you the proof right now. This documentary that's, yeah, we already talked about that right there. That's the PubMed journal, which we already read, but check this out. I'm going to show you this documentary. And if you don't think, what I'm saying is true. This is going to blow your mind because we're going to get into some more stuff here. Um, it's also going to blow your mind. But this alone, this documentary gives me like the chills when I watched it. I don't know if you recall, there was a swine flu in 1976. Do you remember that, Carl? Were you around there paying attention to that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, they tried to do the same exact thing that they did to us with COVID. They tried, they've already tried to do it, but they didn't succeed. This is the first time they succeeded. And you wanna know why they succeed, didn't succeed in the previous generations? Because why? people believed in God and there was a God fearing component to our society. And we believed that once upon a time that we were made by God and that we were, and, and that he, man could not genetically perfect the genetics that God created us with. And, right. that, and that this is why the mark of the beast or whatever you want to call it like this thing this is it's the mark of the beast it's not the mark of satan it's the mark of the beast the animal hence why hiv is part human animal hybridization genetic se sequence okay 
It's called well, the, the Mark beast, of the Beast. The Beast is also referred to the Antichrist, but yeah. Yeah, but it's called the Mark of the Beast. I mean, the Beast which, is the which, Antichrist. The Beast which is a hybrid animal, yes, human, exactly. Nephilim. Okay, and, exactly my like, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so th this is this is what it is. It's trying to turn you into a hybrid human animal Nephilim. Because by doing this, by when you take a mark, when you take this vaccine, this COVID vaccine, what you're essentially saying is, God, you didn't make me good enough. And I'm going to trust in man. That is why the man's number is 666 and it's the mark of the beast. I am trusting in man to perfect my genetics better than you can, God, better and than six, what you created. 666 is the number of man done with number three, which is the number of God. So it's man trying to be God. Yeah. I, I don't know about that, but maybe. Yeah. Oh, I do. And I so, do, yeah. and so the, uh, so what I'm saying is like, it's, it's straight up. You're just basically saying you're denied. It's denial of God. Really. When you take the, any kind of vaccine, any vaccine, hence why the vaccines are kind of Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All have negative repercussions, okay? And yes, some of the vaccines do work. I'm not going to say that they don't work, guys. You can mass vaccinate your population of people from a disease. And guess what? At the expense that it will kill. You ever heard of sudden infant death syndrome? Yeah. At the expense that it will sacrifice and kill some children in the beginning, give some of them autism. It will give some of them mental disorders and diseases and sicknesses and cancers later in life. They may not get it right away, but the genetic sequencing was put in there in that vaccine and it's starting to replicate. Now, this is how it works. So, yeah, sure, maybe you maybe you saved the population from dying from whatever sickness it was, but you ought, you inevitably sacrificed a few children in the beginning or a few people and given long-term effects of negatively. More yeah, so, few, yeah. but you protected them from this random disease that might actually affect you or kill some people, but whatever. A actually, Regardless, my, my father I don't even know if that's true, but that's the idea of it. But My father know. was a cardiovascular surgeon, so mm -hmm. when you are a surgeon or you are mm -hmm. a nurse and you work at a hospital, they require mm -hmm. you to get vaccinated with the flu every year. And that's every, every mm -hmm. single time he got the vaccination, mm -hmm. he got mm -hmm. sick. Every single yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and I don't know if you guys know this, but vaccines aren't for old people. Okay. They're not for old people. There's a reason why they're not for old people. 
uh, because it kills them. Okay. And I know somebody who literally got the flu vaccine and died Their Well, their grandpa died and, or no, their dad died and their, and I know another person whose grandpa died. So I actually know two people, but um, their dad died. And then they got money for like the rest of their life for some situation because their dad died. And so I know somebody that got the flu vaccine and died and somebody that got the, the grandpa got it, but they didn't get money for some reason. But the person, the girl that got the flu or whatever her dad died gets money. So I don't know. Like, obviously they know that it's a problem clearly. And so um, like, the, the reality is whenever you're taking this vaccine, you're potentially affecting and you're just basically it's witchcraft. It's, you know, you're giving a middle finger to what God has done and saying, no, God, I make me better. And and there's actually uh, a video that we'll probably show again. We've already showed it before, but it's a girl who's getting demonically possessed right. talking about the vaccine. Um, yeah. And now ready. Let's watch this because this is this is just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. The flu season is upon us. Which type will we worry about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to $3.5 billion because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. It's probably way more. We picked up the story back the in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See That's how true. Easy it is to Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it wow. at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday if this keeps up. Doesn't that look like week, polio? I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The diagnosis? <laughs> a neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre mm -hmm. syndrome, GBS for short. Wow, wow, wow. These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home movies taken by a friend, Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died, allegedly as a result of the swine flu shot. In other GBS victims, the crippling effects diminish and all but disappear. But for Judy Roberts, progress back to good health has been painful and partial. 
Now, I notice that your smile, Judy, is a little bit constricted. Yes, it is. Is it different from what it used to be? Very different. I have uh, a greatly decreased mobility in my lips. And uh, I can't drink through a straw on the right-hand side. I can't blow out birthday candles. Uh, I don't whistle anymore, for which my husband is grateful. It may be a little difficult Sad. for you to answer this question, but have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes, the weakness in my hands will stay and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her Jesus. husband have filed a claim against right. the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And the only way oh. to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. Where did this so-called deadly variety of flu, where did it first hit back in 1976? It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. An army doctor here sent samples of their throat cultures to the New Jersey Public Health Lab to find out just what kind of bug was going around here. One of those samples was from a Private David Lewis who had left his sickbed to go on a forced march. Private Lewis had collapsed on that march and his sergeant had revived him by mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. But the sergeant showed no signs of illness. A few days later, Private Lewis died. If this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, middle-aged school teacher doesn't have a prayer. The New Jersey lab identified most of those soldiers' throat cultures as the normal kind of flu virus going around that year, but they could not make out what kind of virus was in the culture from the dead soldier and from four others who were sick. So they sent those cultures to the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, for further study. A few days later, they got the verdict, swine flu. But that much-publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis, who died, and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sickbed, got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died, I would never have taken a shot. The rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. There had wow, been cases wow. in uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... Uh, none confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. Wow. Now, nearly everyone was to receive the shot in a public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Therefore, it was up to the CDC to come up with some kind of official consent form, giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. 
This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, the scientists developed another vaccine. And that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That wow. vaccine was called X53A. Was X53A ever field tested? Uh, I, I can't say I would have to. Uh, it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, uh, I would think that you're in charge yeah. of the program. I would have to check uh, the records. I haven't uh, looked at this in some time. Liar, liar. Yeah. The information form, the consent form, was also mm -hmm. supposed to warn mm -hmm. people about any risks of serious complications following the shot. But did it? No, I had never heard of any reactions other than a sore arm, fever, this sort of thing. Judy Roberts' husband, Gene, also took the shot. Yes, I looked at that document. I signed it. Nothing on there said I was going to have a heart attack or I get Guillain-Barre, which I never heard of. What if was people heard of? government from the Center for Disease Control, what mm -hmm. if they had indeed known about it? What would be your feeling? They should have told us. Did anyone ever come to you and say, you know something, fellas? There's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program. No. We're gonna, we're gonna, no one ever did. No. Yeah, wait. Just wait. Do you know Michael Hatwick? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dr. Michael Hatwick directed the surveillance team for the swine flu program at the CDC. His job was to find out what possible complications could arise from taking the shot and to report his findings to those in charge. Did you know ahead of time, Dr. Hatwick, that there had been case reports of neurological disorders, neurological illness, apparently associated with the injection of influenza vaccine? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Did. Yes. How do you know that? By review of the literature. So you told your superiors, the men in charge of the swine flu immunization mm -hmm. program, mm -hmm. about the possibility of neurological disorders? Absolutely. What would you say if I told you that your superiors say that you never told them about the possibility of neurological complications? That's nonsense. <laughs> I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We do know. I've said that Dr. Hatwick had never told me of uh, his feelings <laughs> on his subject. Uh, uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to make that assumption. Then why Snakes. does this report Snakes. from yep. your own agency, dated July 1976, list neurological complications as... Busted. It's busted. so, it's so, uh, like, so honestly... Busted. So busted. It's so busted, and like, dude, this is this is you guys. You can, this is what you created. see. The his eyes are just like black. I mean, they're just they're so full of nonsense. I mean, he knows he's yeah. lying through his teeth. It's vile. It's so vile. Yeah, and and just so you guys know, we're gonna I'm gonna watch this other video because this is great. This this video is awesome. But um, let's just throw this in here real quick, just to just to show this one, I like. It, it this is COVID 19 using pennies he goes this is the world's population that's one percent of the world's population this is the world population right here one tenth of one percent of the world now, in 2020, roughly 60 million people died. 
represented by these 60 pennies right here. Guess how many of these 60 pennies, even if we go by their numbers, guess how many of these 60 pennies were from the thing, the thing that's changed the entire world? Roughly two. Two. <laughs> wow. That's what the average age of wow. these pennies are. Right around 80 years old. The media never once tried to put any of this in perspective to you. We've had to change up the way This is so ridiculous. Oh my, oh my. <laughs> Two pennies. Wow. That's the world's population. Two pennies. Average age around 80. So now all the kids, all the people who think the businesses, everything that was destroyed over this, changing our way of life, everything. Think about that. Is this adding up? Does this make sense? Yep, Are these yep. two pennies, these, all 8,000 of these have to be, have their lives completely turned upside down. And now we have to start injecting stuff. Does that seem right? Does that seem normal? <laughs> for, for the two pennies. So. All and of that. Kids go through all this stuff and uh, any parent that. So, anyways, yeah. Amazing. It's so, that's the reality of the situation that we're dealing with. And it, and just putting numbers perspective, you're like, whoa. Yeah. That is, wow. We are like, the world is so stupid, it feels like, once you start to see it on there. Well, now, dr driven by fear, the fear f makes everyone do it. Look at the fear that made everyone get swine flu. Mm -hmm. It's driven by fear. Yeah. yeah. And so when you look into polio, guys, polio, even more so, it's also like it's so obviously connected to the to the um, the smallpox vaccine and connected to some other stuff. And it all just seems like a chain of a chain of a chain of a chain to normalize humans to the idea that vaccines are not going to kill you and that vaccines are acceptable and that vaccines are safe. It's been happening to us this whole time. It's been going on for years and years and years and years and years. Now, now we're going to get to a thing about HIV. That's even a little bit more crazy because I don't know if you guys know, you can talk about this one, Carl. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was a mortician actually mm -hmm. in San Francisco when the age, mm -hmm. when the age thing came up. And, uh, I mean, you talk about fear. You talk about fear. We got the first AIDS patients, uh, the corpses came into our mortuary and they weren't even identified as that. They had orange toe tags saying this is very, we don't know anything about this. this is a, uh, you have to be very careful with these bodies. And uh, the fear was like times a thousand what we went through with COVID. I mean, people would go into gas stations like, I mean, like there was fear everywhere. It was insane. Um, but it, it actually came from, the story that went around, well, first of all, let me explain. Back in those days, all over the city were these signs that said, oh, get tested for a uh, for a free vaccination for herpes B. You got to get this just in case, you know, get, get this vaccination. I saw it everywhere. It was on newspapers. It was on windows, placard. And that is where many people say that the actually the impl implementation of the virus was put into the population in San Francisco. But the, the legend uh, was this. Uh, there was this guy who was a, a flight attendant 
who supposedly was uh, had sex with monkeys in Africa or something and brought he was patient zero. And this is part of the disinformation campaign they use. You know, the reality is that they they did uh, get this this disease by messing with monkeys, injecting stuff into monkeys and taking it out and everything. But they just come up with all this nonsense about these, quote, gay people having sex with monkeys in the jungle and bringing it back. And that's what spread all over the place. It spread all over the place. So that was another, you know, fearsome thing. Also, you could just breathe on people and they would get it. That's it was, There's so much fear going around. It was amazing. But this story has been debunked now. Uh, yeah. Totally debunked, yeah. Yeah, and so, well, now it's been debunked and it's been proven according to what, when you Google where did AIDS come from, polio, they've realized that we hypothesized the AIDS pandemic may have originated with contaminated polio vaccine that was administered to the inhabitants of Victoria, Africa. So it wasn't from monkeys, okay? But it was from monkeys because they were injecting yeah. the polio vaccine into chimpanzees and growing yeah. the cells. Now we grow cells. Vaccines are grown in eggs. I don't right. know if you know that, but they actually grow them in eggs because the embryo egg reactionary response to humans is more absorbable or whatever right. because uh, the egg is not yet quite taken its form. But they, they tried growing them in monkeys. And when they yeah. grew them in monkeys, it didn't work out so good. Um, and this is this is more of the propaganda that was going on about AIDS and gays and fear. And, you know, all of this like is designed to create division guys. Like the reason yeah. why, like, fear. Think, yeah, it's designed to create fear and division between people and humans because they want to separate people and say that gays are the evil ones. They're the ones that are, you know, uh, poisoning us all. And it's just going to push rather than love people. It's going to push people away because right. it created it, more, more dis, dis, distance between people yeah. that are even questioning it. It's it like, was well, kind of the same thing as the racist stuff that goes on the set that puts yes. races against each other. It's divide and conquer. And this is a typical mm -hmm. uh, ploy that's used by the people that try to take people out. Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect plan because it literally was like, Oh, make gays uh, marginalized and make them segregated and demonize them and make them yep. evil. It was literally to make people that, you know, were homosexual had issues with homosexual desires to be like pushed outside of your family because you're afraid they were going to get AIDS and kill everyone. Um, you, know, you need to show the video that you originally about the HIV and how it's, it's not even a thing. Yeah. Is we're going to do that right now. Actually, we're going to get into that okay, now. Good. Good, good, good. So, okay. um, so this is where it gets even more trickier, guys. This is where it gets even more trickier. So, here's Carrie Millis. Uh, Carrie Millis. I want to. I want to mention some stuff actually before we get into that. Actually, let me just bring up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Carrie Mullis. And actually, you know what? Carrie Mullis is the man who invented the PCR test, okay? So right, he created right. the PCR test, guys. The inventor of it. The test to determine if you even have COVID was created by this guy. Okay. Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist, mind you. Um, Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist. Let's just hear what he has to say about his PCR test that he invented. Um, misused PCR to estimate 
uh, all these so free viral RNAs that may or may not be there? Uh, is this, um, I think misused PCR is not quite, I don't think you can misuse PCR. No, the results, the interpretation of it. See, if you, if you, if you can say, if, if, if they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, and with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything and anybody. It starts making you believe in the sort of Buddhist notion that everything is contained in everything else, right? I mean, because if you can amplify one single molecule up to, a, to something that you can really measure, which PCR can do, then there's just very few molecules that you don't have at least one single one of them in your body, okay? Right, so that right. could be thought of as just to, to claim that it's meaningful. To claim that but it's meaningful. The, the real misuse of it is, is that it, you don't need to test for HIV. You don't need to test for the other 10,000 retroviruses that are unnamed also in the subject. See, somebody that's got HIV generally is going to have almost anything that you can test for because they have definitely been, HIV is a fairly rare virus. There's only one million of us out of 250, 300 million people in America that have that virus. So you have to get around, either your mother had to have it and pass it to you, or you have to really be paying a lot of attention to people that do have it and paying only attention to them and get a pretty good chance of getting it that way. It's hard to get it, but it, if you have it, there's a good chance you've also got a lot of other ones because you've been in the, in the market for you've been, it's been possible for you to get a lot of, it's, it's, it's a, to test for that one and say that has any special meaning is what I think is the problem. Not that PCR has been misused, it's like, now, here's the thing. I want to point out, um, he was saying that there's 10,000 other retroviruses. Right, okay, guys, right, right. You know, there's a Bible verse that this brings to my mind. It actually says the wages of sin is what? Is death. death. Yep, sure is. And you don't even know it, guys. So, like, when you're hoeing it up and sleeping around with a bunch of people, there's other viruses you have not even quite named or figured out, and we don't even know what they are. And you can get them by hoeing it up with sleeping with other people. And literally those viruses may not have a direct effect on you. I mean, we already know of the some that are identified, like the common STDs and the STIs, yeah, right? Yeah. But there are other diseases that may cause you to form cancerous tumors or cancer in your blood later in your life that you got. And you don't even realize you got it from sleeping around right. and hoeing it up. Okay. Like this is literally how these things happen, but we haven't named them. There's 15 other retroviruses or 15,000 wow. retroviruses that you don't even wow. know about. You've, you, all you've heard of is you could probably list the name of viruses on your two hands that you even know about right now. Right. But there is like thousands of viruses that are contagious that you can get from doing anything and connecting with people. And they can affect you in ways that you just don't know. And we haven't quantified yet. And we haven't labeled them yet. Okay. Yeah. So HIV takes years for it to pop up in people. Okay. That so guy, That guy is not alive anymore either. No, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. So, Kerry Mullis, who is Kerry Mullis? Okay, let's let's just look at him up. Kerry Mullis, an American uh, biochemist in research, blah blah blah. Nineteen ninety three Nobel Pie Prize winning in chemistry uh, for developing the PCR test, guys. He polymers chain reaction PCR test. Okay, now there's a video um, that um, so one of our people did that it talks about the PCR test and how failed it is and well, i'm not it's, it's not I'm a not real test it. it's not a real test because it just identifies all these different little things and they can they can pump it up to make it look like oh look what we've found in this person and it, it could never affect you i mean well, it the, doesn't matter 
Well, it, it is a real test. So, so it's a cycle yeah. count. So every right, time right. it does a cycle, it doubles. So two becomes four, four becomes yeah. eight, eight becomes right. 16, 16 becomes 32. So it doubles whatever art, uh, articles of material that you're looking for every time. Uh, and if or you particles of lower material. it or higher it, you're going to get more bigger readings. And so yeah, you and can actually level. Infl inflate it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a level at which you say, okay, if we find, you know, uh, a thousand particles of this thing that we're looking for, then that person means they do have this condition. They do have the right. flu, for instance. Right. Okay. If they have this many things, they do have the flu. But the problem is, is that you're, you're not, um, that level, it, that cycle threshold stops at about 28 to 30 or so, I believe, uh, cycles. And then once you get 20 to 30 cycles, you're like, you realize, Hey, um, Anything beyond that, which Fauci himself says in a video, and I didn't want to get into all that, but uh, anything beyond that is considered a false positive because it's too unlikely. You could have just gotten a little piece of speck in, of dust in the air and yep. it would have, you know, said something uh, that made give you a false positive. Now, here's another thing I wanted to show. Um, the, the point is, is that the PCR test is completely fallible. It's, it's not yeah. a judge of anything. And they use it to strike such fear in people. It was mind blowing. Yeah. Well, it. Is, I mean, you can judge stuff. But the people that are there was a time when I first started asking questions. That all I wanted was where are the papers? Just tell me the papers that you read that convince you that HIV was the cause of AIDS, because I need to reference those papers in some of the i was working on a test for hiv with pcr and i needed to write a little report to the nih to say here's the progress we've made and the first line of it was hiv is the probable cause of aids and i thought that was true this is before i got into, involved and i said what's the reference for that quote and i looked for it for about two or three years and i never could find it and by the end of two years i'd ask everybody at every meeting that I'd gone to that talked Nobel about Nobel Prize winning scientist. You know, every, I'd look through every computer database. There is no reference. There is nobody who should get credit for that statement. And that's right. a pretty weird right. situation in science where getting credit for a discovery is the most important thing in your life as a scientist. It's silly to hear people saying, you don't believe that HIV causes AIDS? You don't believe that? I mean, it's just a word, but it's a very, very important distinction, I think, that, that, that you know, that's why... It, and it, it has become a very emotional kind of thing because people actually, they get personally committed to what really is a body of evidence that can be analyzed, you know, by lots of people. And, and at this point, there's so much of it out there, nobody can really analyze it, all of it. But nobody can write a review of it that says AIDS causes AIDS because of this. You know, if a postdoc were to write a review of their literature that showed without much doubt that HIV was the cause of AIDS, that guy would be famous. <laughs> now, there's uh, 100,000 guys out there who had the opportunity. It's 10 years has passed. We've been waiting for this star postdoctoral fella to distinguish himself forever and get a lifelong grant from Tony Fauci, but he hasn't from shown Tony up. Fauci. No one has bothered to write a definitive review. Any journal would take it. That right there proves that HIV does not cause AIDS. Just because Bob Gallo gets up, takes his sunglasses off and says, gentlemen, you discovered the cause of AIDS. That's all we have. New York Times article, CDC report, that's all we have. That's not enough. That's not enough to, to you know, that is not sufficient to, to like, publish even a, a meager little scientific paper somewhere. That isn't enough for scientists to believe some inconsequential fact about some star 50 light years away, you know. 
that's certainly not enough to treat at the cost of million, billions of dollars a year and at the cost of a lot of lives and anguish and just destroyed, you know, lives have just been totally ruined by this thing on the basis of some flimsy little thing made by a guy who's known to be a crook in lots of other ways. He lied about a whole lot of other stuff. Why are we yeah, trusting yeah. him there? He's in a courtroom. We wouldn't trust his testimony. We've caught him in too many lies. You don't trust him anymore. Scientists are supposed to have some evidence that leads them tentatively to some conclusion or to some action. They're supposed to be able to show that to other scientists, any interested person, in fact, who's willing to understand what it is that was used as evidence, should be able to say, yeah, I agree with that. That makes sense, using rules of inference that we've used for, since Aristotle. What they look for is surrogate markers. Now, have you heard that term battered about? Surrogate markers means, well, it doesn't seem to do anything for the disease, but it does every now and then do something for the level of CD4 cells that we measure, or it does something for this or that. Not that anybody really knows whether you want more or less CD4 cells at any particular time in your life. A lot of diseases cause CD4 to go up. A lot of diseases cause it to go down. Yeah. Nobody's even sure if a CD4 cell is always a CD4 cell. Uh -huh. Just It's a marker uh -huh. on the cell at the time that they do this little counting procedure, which is to stick a fluorescent tag on there and say the ones that light up have CD4 on the outside. And we don't really know what those cells do. The immune system is incredibly complicated. And immune... The immunologists' brains are not nearly complicated enough to deal with it. We have these little, you know, there are theories all over the place, but no real competent immune, immunologist would tell you that CD4 levels was a sufficient a surrogate market for anything until we know more about it. But that's what they're using. That's what the FDA is saying, yeah. You don't have to show that it helps them. These protease inhibitors, the same thing. You don't have to show that it helps the patient. You don't have to show a single life saved. All you have to do is show some little clinical indicator has changed in a way that somebody is hoping is going to make you better. The chances of you getting a human virus today are a hell of a lot higher than they were, say, 10,000 years ago. And it goes up in a, in a funny way. Let's just say that there are an infinite number of retroviruses in the, the world because they're changing so fast you couldn't really count them. And as more and more people are in your life, you got more and more chances of getting retroviruses. Now, they all might be harmless. The chances are good that they are, because they're just barely alive. But if you hang out with a thousand people a year in a way that would maybe get, allow you to get some or most of their retroviruses, and they hang out with a thousand people a year, and they hang out with a thousand people a year, you're hanging out with a fourth of the human race. Wow. You're getting all the retroviruses from all over the planet. Now, it might be None of those things by themselves are going to hurt you. You know that some of them do grow in your own cells, right? And they come in, they come in at very low multiplicity. You don't make an immune response every time you get a retrovirus inside of you somewhere. But if you have a cell in your immune system that has a retrovirus in it, and you promote that to clonality because it's going to be a part of an immune response, that cell, then the retrovirus will definitely escape. It will flower, in a sense, and it will then have to be dealt with by the immune system because there will be enough of it showing in the blood that the immune system will go for it. Well, now, if you've got enough harmless but different retroviruses in your immune cells such that every time you may mount a new immune response, which means you probably take about 500 different immune cells and make a million copies out of each one of them, 
if you've got enough retroviruses in your immune system such that one of those 500 is going to have a retrovirus in it that you've never made an immune response to before, you're going to have to make an immune response to it this time because it will, if you make a million copies of the cell, it's sure the retrovirus is certain to, to, to flower, to like make. So um, this, oh, this oh. video, there's more to it. You should watch the whole thing. Um, this is, uh, you can, you can just see a, a clip, a clip of this, um, on, let's see here where he talks about this. And this part is just the short clip. And this is funny because he straight up says, what, what is it about this humanity that, that, that it wants to go to oh, all the details yeah. and stuff and listen, you know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face, nothing. <laughs> The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it Double in an electron piece. microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine, and he, doesn't, mm -hmm. he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people, and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. Puppet, you know, Those guys yep. mm -hmm. have got an agenda, got which an is agenda. not what we would like them to have, being that mm -hmm. we pay for mm -hmm. them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people that pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. You can't expect the sheep to really is. respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there is a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the the ability to judge who is and who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem. That's a main problem, actually, with science, I'd say, in this century, because science is being judged by people. Funding is being done by people who don't understand it. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough to, you know, if Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he could easily do it, because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina, asked Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance my, because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But Fauci didn't want to do it. So, um, and so here's the deal, like Fauci, yeah, hanging out with Bill Gates, George Soros, Rock yeah, you don't think he's part of the agenda. You done deceived yourself. Yeah. Um, so the. Uh, yeah, basically, there's there's so much to Fauci and his history and revolved in all this stuff that this is the guy, Robert Weiner, accused Fauci of genocide. Oh, yeah. Yes. oh wait, no, bring up those things. Actually, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Okay. In a minute. Don't bring that up. So this is uh, Dr. Yeah. Robert Wilmer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wilmer. Wilmer. Of science, but in humanity and in all scandal and scam ever perpetrated, not only in the name of science, but in humanity and in all history. Today is December 7th, and I was uh, 12 years old when the attack on Pearl Harbor came, and I remember World War II very well. And it's a very significant day today because I see an incredible parallel between what is going on in the so-called AIDS epidemic 
and what happened in the years preceding and resulting in World War II. The great lie of Hitler. It's amazing. I think he would envy the job being done by members of the National Institutes of Health and even the media, especially in this country. So, yeah, and I mean, fake news, fake news. To the individuals of the NIH, particularly Gallo and Fauci and Hazeltine and Essex. And I meant to say Fauci there, I think. The, uh, yeah, and so and the rest um, of these scoundrels of the oh, worst scoundrels. order. Criminals guilty of genocide. Wow. Without a doubt. I invite them to take me to court. I wish Burroughs Welcome would take me to court because they have been putting out a killer drug knowingly. AGT. Yep. Because in a court of law, I would have the opportunity oh. to, pro to provide the absolute proof and evidence, as I have in my book, Deadly Deception. Wow. Wow. Now, I'm so, not alone in what I'm doing here today. How does the press escape such obvious truths? Why would the finest virologist in the world, the, world the most noted virologist, member of our National Academy of Sciences, Peter Duesberg, why would he put his entire career on the line? What did he have to gain? He's already lost his laboratory and his funding. Sound he can't take away his professorship because he's tenured. So, um, do you own your home? <laughs> so... Like, when we look at that, what he's really talking about is that um, HIV, that, bring up that, that thing you had a second ago. Mm -hmm. So, Dr. Fauci, you are killing us. You see this signs? Dying on AZT. Poisoned from AZT. Dead from drug. Uh, Profiteers. Profiteers. Okay. Um, he needs to better, write a sign better. Um, okay. <laughs> so... The uh, that sign uh, for those that don't know, when HIV became a really big uh, issue, and everybody was freaking out about it, people that got it were given this drug AZT, and it killed people. The drug itself killed people. They were like, "Oh my gosh, you showed up as HIV positive. Oh, you are uh, need to start taking this drug." Yeah, which mimicked all the symptoms of so-called AIDS. Yes. And it, if you play that video now that you originally got off Tubi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the, uh, and this is where we get into this. If you go onto Tubi, you type in HIV, it's called Behind the Fear. Okay. Uh, this, this documentary there actually. There is no AIDS epidemic in the United States. There is no AIDS epidemic in Africa. There is no HIV disease epidemic in Africa. It is the biggest fraud in medical history and the most harmful. There you go. That's how it starts. And then, like, it's acquired immune. This is an AIDS dissident, someone who questions the theory put forth in the mid 1980s that HIV, a retrovirus, causes AIDS, the suppression of the immune system. Why does this person passionately believe that the current explanation for AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, is wrong? Acquire. If a virus does not cause AIDS, then treating patients with high and retro.
may have been what killed thousands of AIDS patients oh, instead of HIV. I want you to have an opportunity to tell this audience worldwide, we have more than 154 countries tuned in right now. Take us through the paradigm of AIDS and HIV and why it should be challenged. The HIV concept is totally corrupt, totally bankrupt, and totally empty. AIDS and HIV are separate phenomena. HIV is testing. That's where HIV exists. You test people and you tell them they're HIV positive. T-cells. T-cells was the word of the day. Oh, their T-cells are declining. We never actually proved that the virus attacked and killed these cells, and after 30 years, they still haven't proved that. I'm looking for the evidence. I've contacted the CDC, the NIH, Health and Human Services, who believe that HIV attacks cells and causes AIDS, but they can't produce any evidence. AIDS is anybody who's severely ill who you consider to be at risk for AIDS. The medications have the same effects that they claim the virus does. We need other people who are qualified to examine the evidence to take a close look. AIDS would be exposed as a fraud in 24 hours. A lot of time and money has gone into it. Reputations are at stake. But HIV AIDS is probably the most serious violation of scientific ethics uh, today. What AIDS dissidents argue is that HIV was never proven to cause AIDS, and that scientists who do believe it was proven have only agreed ah, on the correlation is. between HIV positive test results and illness. But as dissidents point out, there is a core scientific principle that correlation does not equal causation. The fears that we're projecting now, there is a, a thing. This documentary is amazing. You should absolutely watch it. It That's shows amazing, a bunch of amazing. people that talk about getting HIV, becoming HIV positive, taking the medicine, and then they stop taking the medicine, and then they get better. Okay? That's what this documentary is about. It's literally about a bunch of people that stop taking the Or, for instance, they talk about how Freddie Mercury, who got HIV, and then he started taking the medicine for it, one of the medicines they created, he died, like, shortly thereafter. Like, I think within a year of taking the medicine, he died. Um, and so like a lot of famous people that got the AIDS and started taking the medicine died shortly thereafter. And it was the medicine for the HIV that killed a lot of people. Um, now there is other medicines that have been developed that are better that can suppress it and actually help it to put, go away supposedly, but it can go away without taking the medicine, according to some of these people in the documentary. And so you should yeah. watch it. And there's people that have reports about their AIDS, just eating healthy and living healthy, that their AIDS disease re, uh, uh, regressed and just went completely away. There's actually more information out there. You should read about it. Um, there is stuff that the medicine supposedly works. And there's people like Magic Johnson, who's still alive today, who got the HIV and everybody knows about it. But guess what? He's not dead today. Why ain't he dead? Huh? Yeah. Why did other people die? But Magic Johnson just kept on living through. Everybody's expecting him to die, but he didn't. Well, there's um, some people There's some people that say that he had access to, quote, the cure, which no one knows about, uh, which uh, because of his money and his... Uh, position that he was yeah, able to yeah yeah and the cure is that it's not real really what you think <laughs> now right. here's it and here's the interesting one is that don't take the the drugs that they give you for it pray that's the cure um so you know i think i think the reality is that a lot of sickness they talk about it here uh you can actually have because to determine if you have aids they actually do they count your t-cells okay so they count your t-cells and they uh, your cd4 cells or your cd8 cells i forget which ones and so they try to determine uh, if you have a low amount of T cells, you're HIV. You have HIV, guys. 
And then they give you medicine for your HIV. And then all of a sudden you spontaneously break out into AIDS. And then you have this, your immune system completely shuts down and then you just die from anything. Okay, that's how it works. Um, there is the possibility that HIV and then people spontaneously get AIDS, but there's been no proven causation or correlation. That's the problem with society and science. Ever. There's no connection between it. Now, HIV just means you have a really low T count response. Well, if they injected you with monkey genes and your body started replicating the monkey genes in your body, you're going to have a low key, uh, T cell response. So right. yeah, you probably are going to have a lot less because your immune system's fighting itself. If you get the flu, guess what? People come up positive for HIV. If you get the flu, you can come up positive for uh, wow. low T cells. If you have, if you've just given birth, uh, apparently that's a way that people can come up positive for HIV. Right. Uh, falsely, I guess, in that regard, because your T cells have dropped. Now, this goes back to like how you try uh, testing positive. So for false negatives, it, there's actually quite a few different things that I found out that you can actually test positive uh, falsely test positive for HIV. If you're sick, if you have high levels of stress, if you have lots of conditions of sickness and you taking a lot of medicines, you can come up positive for HIV. There's, there's certain medicines you take that can do it. Now here's an even more interesting thing. This gets into why, um, why they want people to test positive for HIV. This one's a little bit weird, but check this out. If you have a child, if you're HIV positive and you have a child, if you don't treat your child, the government can apparently take your child away from you. Now, this is just a uh, this is just a scenario that they're reporting about. So I'm going to play it, and you guys can just see what what these talks about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I take an AZT back in '88, '89 when it was originally prescribed to me that I'd be dead today, and I know that's a fact. Jessica and John Strangers are both HIV positive. Jessica tested positive once as a teenager and again after becoming pregnant with baby Dominic. John was an intravenous drug user in Italy, but always tested negative in Italy for HIV until he came to the United States and tested positive after dating Jessica. Jessica agreed to take intravenous AZT while pregnant to prevent HIV transmission to her baby. Now that the baby has been born, the baby is testing negative, but the parents still have to give him AZT until he tests negative two more times, or Child Protective Services could take the baby away from them. I was left with a choice right there. I remember what happened to the Nagels and everything, the baby Rico. And just for my own satisfaction, I told the infectious disease doctor, if we decide against the AZT, are you going to send the SWAT team to my house with a social worker to take my kid at gunpoint? You know what the guy told me? Well, I, I won't, but I can't guarantee that someone else won't. He was already online with a social worker getting stuff prepared in case we declined the treatment. We both uh, decided to, you know, just, just do it. It was more of a legal decision than a medical decision. So, like, how crazy is that? So they found a way to, like, even with HIV, take children into the um, child protection services, which we know kids taken into the orphanages are usually susceptible subjects for being, you know, trafficked yeah, and yeah. horrible things happening to them. Um, and so here you go, HIV... Again, what another great way, not only does it create division by hate because people hate people that are uh, homosexual or whatever, and then it creates this division even further and takes your children from you because you've been well, diagnosed with HIV. 
Well, now, now what they're doing is they're taking their children away from you if you don't, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't uh, operate on the pr that new pronoun thing where they them pronouns. If yes. there's any LG, yeah, that's what it's metamorphosized too. Is they can take your children away if you deny them um, being taught about trends and all the. I heard about that. I heard about pronouns. that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, tra uh, they them pronoun stuff that you're gonna have to honor your child or they'll take it away. But kids are foolish. They think, oh yeah, I'll be taken away from my parents and be fine. No, you'll be taken away from your parents who are the ones protecting you and loving you, and you'll yep. be trafficked and yeah. treated like slaves and yeah. probably killed and eaten possibly who knows what you know like that's the reality that's what they're gonna do to you kids so if you're going around like call me they them uh you might want to stay with your parents because if you get taken yeah. away it is not a good situation no. at all ever yeah. okay so anyways um this is another video carrie millis he talks Specialty about this laboratories in santa monica and it's a great video you should watch he talks about um uh, basically hiv not being what you think it is um, and then here's another thing. Here's the, the, one of the discoverers of HIV who discovered HIV. Okay. I just want to show something in his opinion. Actually, first, you know, the interesting thing about Carrie Mullis is, um, let's see Carrie Mullis. When did he die? Oh, right here. The man who invented the test. I don't know if you see that died August 7th, 2019. When was the first case of, of COVID? Oh, just a few september october november december oh wow what four months after after he died suddenly covid becomes a problem we use the test that this man invented to determine if you have covid if he was alive when covid came out he would be like uh yeah you're using the test that i invented completely wrong this is completely false this is not real this does not work carrie millis is a hero by the way he's been like yes. keeping us safe for a very very long time by shutting down science with real science okay shutting down propaganda with real science and he's been like an awesome dude and since he died it's really sad because now guess what all the world's turned upside down you didn't yeah. even know that you had a hero walking among you protecting yeah. you okay this whole time he's been shutting fauci up and everything um Fake news so, took over yeah exactly and he's gone and nobody could argue anything he's an, a nobel prize winning scientist who invented the stuff that is like scientists use to determine things okay so here's another guy who's um luke montagnier who discovered HIV. And uh, let's see what he has to say about the COVID vaccines. Des jeunes, oui. avec de thrombose, tout ça. Oui. Quel est votre regard sur cette vaccination massive, puisqu'on est dans une nation massive, alors qu'il y aurait des traitements qui marchent? Okay, I'm gonna, I guess I'm just gonna like read this because it's all in French. Uh, he's talking about it's an enormous mistake, a scientific error as well as a medical error. Okay. It's an unacceptable mistake. The history books will show that. Because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants. For the China virus, there are antibodies created by the vaccine. What does the virus do? Does it die or find another solution? The new variants are a production and result from the vaccination. You see, it is in each country, it's the same. The curve of the vaccination is followed by the curve of the deaths. Okay? I'm following closely and I am doing experiments in the Institute with patients. 
So um, here's the deal. You can watch this whole video about what he says in French. Uh, dude's pretty awesome dude. Nobel Prize winning Luc Montagnier. Let's just, let me just show you. Let's just type his name in. And it's funny. What he, what he was praised for so long. Yeah. But now yeah. they've definitely, they've like information on his name. Okay. Luke Didn't Montagnier he just was die, French, die? Yeah. Yeah. Get, this is what we're going to talk about. Was okay, a French okay. virologist and a joint with uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, uh, 20. 2008 Nobel Peace or Nobel Prize in in physiology or medicine for his discovery of the human immunodeficiency virus, HIV. Okay, when did HIV happen, guys? He discovered this. When was it discovered? Let, let, let's just look at this. When was HIV discovered? Oh, in 1983. Okay, when was the polio thing administered? Oh, we hypothesized the AIDS pandemic originated contaminated polio vaccine in 1957 to 1959. So 1957, 1959 to it was 27 years that we finally discovered the HIV thing that we were injecting into people. The technique culture of the T cells. Okay. So it took that long to discover the problem. Okay. So if you think you're like, we're not going to discover, we're, we don't know what happened to the people that you just got injected. Everybody that took this experimental vaccine, you are a fool. If you think that they found the answer for it. Okay. Cause that is completely not the answer. Yep. And then, Here's the funny thing about uh, about Luke Montagnier. Guess what? February 8th, 2022, mm. he just died. Wow. Oh, isn't that convenient? You want to know what happened? February 8th, 2022, right when he died? Guess what just came out? Right after he died. Let me show this to you. Where is it at? Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Um, oh, here you go. February 4th, 2022. The new strain, a new strain of VB variant damages the immune system, weakens people's eligibility, ability to fight everyday infections, disease, fat, much faster than previous HIV strains. Scientists wow. say it also, a new HIV disco variant discovered February 4th, right. guys. Right after he dies. Conveniently, well, like four days before he died. So he's probably, you know, about to say something and got right. killed or who wow. knows what. I mean- Right when the dude who discovered HIV, like like days, within days of him dying, there was a thing about a highly new variant of HIV circulating the Netherlands. Highly new uh, variant. Virulent. Vi virulent variant. It's, it's a tongue Virulent. Virulent. Okay. Um, right after he died. So if you don't think that's a little bit fishy, you ain't paying attention because for reals, yeah, that is like so ridiculously, obviously, uh, questionably fishy. And then if we even go into here, you can actually type in uh, the monkeypox vaccine. Yeah, the they don't really, they don't really care about anymore about being uh, undercover. They're just everything is out in the open. They're just going crazy. They just expect people to be so stupid they don't get it. Yeah, people they, they expect everyone to be so dumb. And then yeah. look at this monkeypox. Uh, COVID and HIV. Check this out. This is an interesting one. 
Look at this. First case of monkeypox. Look at this. Oh, wow. First case of monkeypox virus, SARS-CoV-2, and HIV co-infection. Wow. Oh, wow. So there was a person that suddenly came up, um, Italian man diagnosed with COVID, monkeypox, and HIV at the same time. Wow, Are you smorgasbord. Wow, guys. You don't recognize the similarities? What do you want to bet this man was vaccinated? You want to bet yeah. me? I bet you quite a bit that this guy got yeah. vaccinated. Amen. What do you think it showed up with COVID-19, monkeypox, and HIV at the same time? Wow. Wow. Like, you got to be blind, people, if you don't recognize this. The monkeypox, COVID-19, AIDS, have we uh, progressed so little? Right? Re like, the articles are so, just read it. It's so obvious and in your face. And here's the other one. It's so, like, um, what was it? COVID-19, monkey, monkeypox. Look at this one. The monkeypox ex-gay men. Oh, wow. Monkeypox and gay bisexual men. Wow. I wonder why monkeypox and gay bisexual men. Here's a thing about it. Here's echo. another thing. Say what? It's an echo. Yeah. Monkeypox strikes gay men. Official debate warning to limit partners, guys. Oh, yeah. 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 So why do you think the monkeypox gay people? Doesn't that seem a little bit like HIV was affecting the yeah. gay people? And like yeah. all the other things that were going around? Like, oh, weird. Why is there so many similarities? I think you got to be, you got to just be absolutely not paying attention. Just like polio right. is a, a neurodegenerative disease from vaccines, just like, just like Guillaume Barre and just like Justin Bieber's face with that Ramsey Hunt syndrome. I mean, the similarities are so obvious and in your face that, that if you're not recognizing this by now, I don't even know what to tell you. Well, I, I, I'll say something about this. There has been a program called the dumbing down of America. And it's through everything you can possibly think of from TV shows to music to every kind of possibly thing to dumb you down. The actual, what they're teaching in schools has become more and more ridiculous in public schools. I mean, they're just making people dumb and they want it that way so they can just do what they want. And that's what some people say that the, it, we're in that state where you just believe anything. You know, they're, they're not even being careful about hiding mm -hmm. anything anymore. They're just coming out and doing it because they think you're so dumb. Mm -hmm. But there is well, an awakening. There's an awakening going on right now. People are waking up and just like a mm -hmm. light was turned on. They're seeing, oh, my goodness, this is insane. It's insane. Well, the reality is people probably are kind of dumb. Like and, and honestly, the, the like the, it's true. I know it's sad, but people are kind of dumb. And like you can see it when you go into like you go into any fast food restaurant and the Starbucks workers and you're just like. Hey, and you give them like $20 and the change is like, like, uh, 1952. And then you give them two pennies plus $20. They're like, they don't, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That means 1952. I gave you two pennies. So rather than giving back 48 cents, you give me back two quarters. Like yeah. they can't even yeah. process. I know. Like you're, or you're, you're ordering at the Starbucks, uh, like you're driving through. Yeah. I want this and that. And you get up there and you go, what did you want again? It's like, yeah. What you know? I I used to think they're all just stoned or something, but I it's really the uh, they're just dumber. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it is society. It's a is lack dumber. of a, it's a lack of education, and but it's programmed like they, they want education that because they just programmed to be stupid. That's absolutely the they want people just to be education. drones. Yeah, drones. Yeah, it's not a lack of education. It's an overload of education that's made people stupid. 
because literally I didn't even like realistically, like I was like, you know, school was not a good situation for me. And I'm so thankful for that situation for that because I didn't get programmed. It caused me to think and it caused me to open my mind. And I think I'm way better off than most of the people that I've even went to school with at all, because I wasn't indoctrined to this programming. Okay. Yeah. And so it's, it's, the programming, the education is what's killing the people. It is what's making people stupid because you're not thinking, you're just being told answers. And there's only one answer and you don't, you're think memorizing you possibly you're, other answers. You think everything yeah. is a one way thing. And exactly. No, you just don't know. Exactly. And, oh, I don't very, know. Very, very interesting. I went in my schooling. I, I was uh, immersed in uh, uh, my, my favorite thing was like literature and history. So that's all I cared about. And everything else I just like tuned out. I didn't care. I didn't care. And, I, and in retrospect, I mean, I've, 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 I was a bookaholic. I just read so many thousands of books. Um, and that was my that was my education. And uh, I think that, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't programmed to the extent yeah. that they, yeah, exactly. Like, in they fact, were starting when, to, they stopped programming. They started the really heavy programming, I think, like just a few, maybe like one or like a few generations before your people, there was the really heavy programming that started. Yeah. I remember, like, when they gave the SAT test, I was so bored out of my mind. I was like, oh, boop, 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 boop. Okay, I'm done. And, like, they must have thought I was just insane because I didn't even care. I didn't care. I don't want to yeah. know stuff. So, it's like the math. Math was never a big subject for me. Like I, I went up to algebra and I was like, anything else? I was like, okay, forget it. Where's my uh, C.S. Lewis? Where's my, uh, you know, fantasy stuff? Where's my, uh, my history and literature? Um, yeah. yeah, but the history, the, the history they've been telling people for the last two hundred years is completely been mostly. Manipulated. Yeah, you really and have to all dig. lie and bull lies, 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 lies for the last two hundred years. Yeah, you anything have to, that you've learned about history, you can guarantee is not true. If you learned well, it in, in school, schools, it ain't true. In the schools, right. We used to go yeah. out to bookstores mm-hmm. in the history section and find very rare books about the history mm-hmm. of specific uh, eras. And that's where you get the real information, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah this, so we, I fe- feasted on all mm-hmm. that. You have to dig for it. And just like now, mm-hmm. you have to dig. Don't take what we say as fact. Dig for it. Show. Yeah, dig. You know, go, go and dig <laughs> yourself. You know, I mean, we're not trying to like yeah. pull in pull anything over on anyone we're just showing the, what's really out there and what's being kept from mm-hmm. you yeah yes. it's, it's amazing it's amazing do wow <laughs> don't be, yes. don't be dumb don't be don't think that somebody else out there knows like nobody knows guys like yeah. there's still we still don't have the person that knows the, no, there's now been proven person that's com, that connected the hiv and aids connection still, still to this day still. yeah so like like if you figure that one out guess what million dollars for you buddy yeah baby like there's, there's you know there's like that's because it doesn't exist, but you know, I mean, maybe if you can make it, make up some way of it. Uh, being the, the irony is, there's probably they people st- that have tried. They still don't even know what holds the molecules together that are revert. You know, they they don't know what holds everything together in the universe. The scientists can't even figure that out. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. That, the, you, you know, know, the world, the world, the people back in the day wouldn't get vaccinated, and you want to know why? It was because we had a God-fearing world. A lot of people up into our generation used to think about God, and they used to fear God. They actually had a perspective of God. They actually had this idea that like, there's no way all these things that we existed could be come about without a God creating it. It's only right. been recent that our society has shifted from this non-God perceived society to this one where we just think we came about from evolutionary perspectives and whatever and that now now with that shift in our mind and our in our society 
and it's mostly the Western world. Other countries still believe they're still very God-fearing. Uh, but th that shift in that Western world society has affected and permeated our whole world and the culture. But it is what is allowed in all the evils of this distortion and vaccines and poisoning. And, and, and they're trying to poison everybody all the time. Like the food you eat has got poisons. Chlorine's poison. Everything's been designed to poison, poison, poison. Yeah, candy. Kill you, kill you, kill you. Inject yeah. you with poison and mess up your genetics, destroy you. And you got to think why? Well, why is this happening? Well, it's because it's evil. There is an agenda Absolutely. to destroy humans, to end the lineage, to bring about the end times, to bring about yeah. Nephilim, to corrupt yeah. your DNA, to take over the world and to yeah. denounce God. That's the agenda that's been going on. And if you Absolutely. don't recognize it, I, like just open your eyes a little bit more, do some research. You got to do yeah. some research and everything they we just said. Do research on all of that. Yes, sir. They they're, they're just coming out with candies. What was that candy that came out that had all these all these horrible things in it? It was like a, a Sour Patch Kids. It has titanium or some kind of weird something in it. So bad for you. So bad for you. They, and like yeah. a lot and a lot. There's actually articles on a lot of the stuff that has um uh like part the color dyes. Well, the color dye, yeah, the color is very terrible. It's poisonous. Even the even like yeah, it was Skittles. Skittles was the big. That's thing. right, Skittles. Like yes, took, that's right. Yeah, they're no longer you can't have Skittles anymore because the the, the dye was the poisonous dye or something. Yeah, and I mean, it actually it was weird because I knew this one. I would tell my friends like I can't eat Skittles. Like every time I eat them, I get like a sore throat. And it was like wow. specifically the red ones. I don't know why. And so I thought I just had some sensitivity to Skittles. So I just never ate Skittles like because I was like this is this, I think there's like a poison in it. And ironically, it ends up uh, being a poison like years later, <laughs> like, Maybe. like kind of funny. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew there was something because it like gave me kind of a sore throat. And so yeah, like, we're going to sensitive to your body and your sensitive things. You'll recognize poisons and stuff, too. Yeah, uh, we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do a, a whole episode on the poisoning of America through food Dude, with yeah. Monsanto, with all this created stuff. Yep. I mean, the promotion of all these foods that are terrible for you. I mean, the fast food. I mean, yep. like, you know, the things they're saying about the meat at McDonald's, we can get into that later. Uh, actually, I want to mention this. This is a very interesting thing. I actually got raided. Well, I got visited by the FBI. I didn't get raided in this instance. Um, and, and this is an interesting thing to point out is that we, we, uh, my friend had a, uh, drone and he flew it over a helicopter drone that he flew over the McDonald's meat factory in California. Okay. And he crashed his drone and it landed in the, in the cow fields. And, uh, I was like, dude, let's just go get it. He's like, dude, it said no trespassing. I don't think I'm supposed to go there. And I was like, I was like, bro, it's a cow field. Like, how is that like that big of a deal? Like whatever. And so I was like, bro, let's go get it. And so like, he's like, well, all right, man. I, like, I'm just really afraid to get it. And he was all freaked out about getting it. I was like, because it was like, don't fly over the McDonald's cow farm area. So I was like, whatever. Like, they're, they're people. They'll be friendly. We're friendly. I drove there and I just walked and I just went in. I just went into the cow facility and just like went past the guards. and was like, hey, what's up, guys? And they're like, wait. uh, uh whoa. And like, I just was like acted like I was supposed to be there. I found some dude on the inside. I was like, hey, you know, we're just here trying to grab our drone. We lost our drone. And the guy was like, oh, cool. And then he started taking us around. And so like, I acted like we were we were supposed to be there and it ended up being like somebody important with the, with the company. And then anyways, we tried to look for the drone, couldn't find it. Um, Cause it would have been like, it was like, Oh, like four days after he crashed it. Cause he was so freaked out of going. Um, so then we leave and upon leaving all the guards were like, Hey, you can, you guys can't just leave. And I was like, no, we're leaving. See you later. And like, it's just like, <laughs> left, right. And so they're like, wait, you need to wait here. You need to wait. And I'm like, no, we're not going to wait. Thanks. We couldn't find the drone, but thanks. And I just like ditched the guards and we like left. Right. The FBI shows up 
at my wow. at my family's house. Wow. This shows up at my my parents' house. It shows up there looking for me. Like, and I was like, my mom's like, um, you're looking for him. Well, he's probably at his office. And like they like sent, sent him over to it. Like it was just so funny. And um, anyways, they show up and the FBI came here and they were like, hey, uh, you know, we want to make sure that you're not an animal um animal rights activist and that you're not going to um be bombing things and that you will eat hamburger meat and i'm like from mcdonald's and i'm like yeah i don't really like hamburgers but yeah i eat it and i'm like i'm like you want me to show you like in my office fridge i think i mean like i can show you that i eat food and meat and i'm okay with that and like um they were just like they, they just like questioned me and uh they wanted to know that i would eat mcdonald's hamburger meat and i thought that is the fbi showed up to confirm that i eat mcdonald's hamburger meat that's pretty freaking weird why would it's a little excessive some kids looking for a drone and the fbi shows up looking like to confirm that you are you know eating that you will eat hamburger meat not even not, not not only hamburger meat but mcdonald's hamburger meat i was pretty weird honestly yeah and 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 here's the other weird part uh, they found my friend too, and he was very elusive and hard to find. They found him, and they found him. They caught him in an airport. The FBI dudes caught him in an airport, and they're like, "Man, we've been trying to find you, whatever." They finally get him, and um, they're like, "Hey, listen, we want you to eat a hamburger." Uh, and he's like, "He doesn't like hamburgers. He's never he never eaten one. Actually, he hates them. He ate one as a kid, and was like, I'm never eating it again." And he's like, "Eat a hamburger? Well, I don't like hamburgers." And they're like, "Now you got to." And they made him eat a hamburger. The FBI agents made him eat a hamburger wow. in the airport. I think wow. he went to McDonald's, I'm pretty sure. And they made him sit there and eat the hamburger in front of him. Wow. I don't know what kind of weird thing is tied into McDonald's meat or hamburgers, but that I mean, like I used to not think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. But the fact that the FBI showed up because we flew a drone over the supposed cow farm area, my friend yeah. did. A little bit weird. A little bit oh, weird. Just a tad, makes, yeah. Makes you question things because I'd be I'm bumming like, out because I don't like I don't like it, uh, like I don't yeah, I just like onions and cheese and anything else like I can't even eat it. So I, I wouldn't have done very well with that. Yeah. Can I yeah. spray the salt? Yeah. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. No, they literally made him eat a hamburger in front of them. The FBI there was, there was a video of that. Too bad. Oh, it's so <laughs> wow. funny. It's so well, funny. Once again, you guys, I, I just, uh, you know, we're just giving facts. We're just getting stuff we found. Um, you know, we're not trying to shove anything down your throat like hamburger meat. So, yeah, no. uh, yeah, just, FBI just, agents. Right. Remember, always research, always run, you know, find out for yourself what's going on. And if you have any comments, you know, just leave them in the comments in the, uh, in the Rumble uh, area and we will answer. We will do a part two and answer it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. thank you so Long much for, for joining us. Yeah, right. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much for joining us this time. We got a bunch of other. We're going to be doing um, Chucky's Cheese Jesus coming up, and we're also going to do <laughs> a fascinating one on the uh, Ron Wyatt, uh, the uh, archaeologist that was anointed. The anointed archaeologist will blow your mind. He found Noah's Ark. He found the Dead Sea where the 
she split apart from the Israelites <laughs> to escape. He found everything. He found Sodom and Gomorrah, and supposedly he found the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, we'll we'll go into that. He's no longer here, but uh, there's a lot of videos where he was interviewed. And actually, my brother got to meet him too before he passed. But fascinating stuff coming up. But thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on Fourth Watch Files. Thanks, Brian. Bye. All right. Good night, brother. All right. Here we go.